Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidanandamurtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaikade Haya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta veja gatameva samsara nava setave. Prabhave saiva vidyanam shambhave gurave namaha. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshvara. Guru Sakshat Parabrahma tasmai shri gurave namaha. Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your own essence, your own beingness, your own shivaness. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha Shakti, Divine Power Tonight the moon is fully dark. It's Diwali, the festival of lights. In India it started two days ago as the moon was waning. It will continue for two days past the new moon to the first sliver. In the dark of this moonless Diwali night, rows and rows of candle flames are lit, honoring her who is the energy of life, the source of life herself. One of her incarnations was Sita, born from the earth, born to marry Rama and be the catalyst to the ancient epic Ramayana, 
She was kidnapped, taken far from home, and held captive. After being rescued, she and Rama returned to their kingdom. That night, the residents of Ayodhya lit candle flames and set them on their windowsills and all along the sides of the streets, welcoming them home with light. Diwali is the celebration of that night. Diwali is an autumn festival, a harvest festival, honoring the source of the earth's abundance, Lakshmi, the goddess of abundance. She is the one who fills our granaries with grain, our beehives with honey, our barns with apples and pumpkins. It is her energy that makes the plants grow and flower, produce fruits, beans, and grains, she feeds us. Jai Ma, Hail to Ma, Shri Ma, Honored Mother. It is she who is the divine power that fuels everything, even your own body. Hidden from your mind's eye, she is the one who makes your mind able to think who makes your lungs breathe and your heart beat. Ma is the energy of life itself. She begat the universe. Well, begat isn't really the right word. Begat means the male part of reproduction. But she is male and female. Ma is Shiva, who is male. Being female. Whoa, that means Shiva was the first transgender person. Whoa. Ma is the divine energy that fuels the universe. That which has brought the universe into existence has birthed the universe out of her own being. In yoga, we look for Ma inside. Through her divine blessing, the inner awakening that is the mystical core of yoga. Kundalini is Ma, arising within you to show you, you. This is described in the Shiva Sutras, chapter 1, verse 22. Mahavrade Anusandanan Mantra Virya Anubhavaha. By merging into the infinite lake of consciousness, mantra's power is known experientially. So first, I'll describe the infinite lake of consciousness. Then I'll apply that knowledge to mantra. By merging into the infinite lake of consciousness, mantra's power is known experientially. The goal of yoga is to merge into the infinite lake of consciousness, sometimes called the ocean of consciousness. Everything we do is for finding the whole of consciousness within, which is your own self. It's intensely personal, sweetly and deeply personal. I say this because I misunderstood it for the the first 20 years or so. When my Baba talked about consciousness, I thought of out there, way out there, some reality that fascinated me, but was way beyond me. 
when he talked about self, I thought of in there, somewhere, way in there, some reality that fascinates me, but I hope to find someday. Shiva, Shakti, Ganesha, God, they were all somehow real, but abstract, like light and gravity. I knew my life was affected by them, like with light and gravity, but they seemed distant and conceptual, huge, vast, impersonal. Oh, I wanted to merge into consciousness, but I thought of it as a way to escape being me. I hoped to lose myself in something greater. That sounded good to me. Mainly because I was looking for a way to escape the pain of being me. When I landed at Baba's feet, I hadn't found a lot of joy in life. I tried a lot of escapes. Oh, the 60s made it easy. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So it sounded to me like Baba had the Maha escape plan. Merge into infinite consciousness. Gee, Baba, yes, Baba. Except mm, consciousness is personal. Consciousness is you. Consciousness is me. Consciousness is she. Consciousness is Ma. And the merging into consciousness happens on the inside. You don't escape who you are. You become more you. Maharada Anusandanam Mantra Virya Anubhavaha. By merging into the infinite lake of consciousness, mantra's power is known experientially. In his commentary on this verse, Baba said, Para Shakti is universal consciousness. By the power of her own sweet will, she manifests all the gross sense objects from her own being. How personal is your mother? Mother is the one who birthed you or the one who raised you. Or maybe you had two, one of each or more. How personal is your mother? Your body is made of hers. Ma, Parashakti, universal consciousness, is as personal as your own mother. By her own sweet will, she has chosen to manifest this world. She is choosing to be you right now. You exist by her love, by her energy and power. You owe your very life to her, and you don't know her. She is hidden within. So you look. Using yoga's tools, you turn to look within. Just like a scientist looks in a microscope to see how things work at the microscopic level. Yogis look within, using specialized tools and techniques to see what the human being is made of. She has made you, and you will find her there within. This is cosmic. 
And it is intensely personal all at the same time. That's the reason she brought forth this world, to be cosmic and intensely personal all at the same time. That's the point of a guru-disciple relationship, to be cosmic and intensely personal all at the same time. Baba said, Parashakti is universal consciousness. By the power of her own sweet will, she manifests all the gross sense objects from her own being. How does she do this? The metaphor used in the sutra is that of a lake, Mahavrada, the infinite lake of consciousness. It's a powerful and poetic metaphor. When you sit beside a lake, sometimes the surface becomes completely still. Then the trees in the sky are reflected in it. Yet you can still see through into the waters, looking deeper within. It's like meditation. When your mind might still be reflecting things of the world, yet you are delving deeper inward into the infinite realms of your own being. When the surface of the lake is completely calm, the deeper waters are still moving. The hidden currents keep the waters circulating, creating a vibrant, healthy, living lake. This is a metaphor for Shiva Shakti. Shiva is the seeming stillness, the perfectly flat lake. But under the surface, the lake waters are moving. Shakti. What is it that is moving? The waters of the lake that are moving. Shiva, moving within Shiva. The movement is what we call Shakti. Movement, energy, she, ma the goddess. This is the source of the universe. She is the source of the universe, Shakti, moving within Shiva, which is Shiva, moving within Shiva. Why? For the purpose of being you. Individually, personally, intimately, and wholly you. and all the other yous in the universe. The yogis of yore perceived this by looking inward. They found the infinite lake of consciousness, stillness. The yogis could see the stillness of Shiva. Deepening into that stillness, then they became that stillness. Not just seeing Shiva, but being Shiva both cosmic and intensely personal. Then they discovered in the stillness that hidden currents of energy, the powers of potentiality, these are the divine powers that Shiva uses to become all that exists, including you, including me. They named these energies, these currents, 
scintillating, vibrating, undulating, spinning, swirling powers of consciousness. They are Ma in some of her many forms. Baba gives us a succinct summary. When she moves in the inner sky of consciousness, she is called Kachari. When she moves through the fourfold inner psychic instrument, she is known as Gotri. When she moves in different directions through the sense organs, she is Dikchari. And when she moves on the earth, creating various objects, she is known as Bucheri. Now, this is not a complete analysis of all her energies. These terms name only the energies that swirl themselves into form, your own, as well as every other being and object that exists. I'll go through them in more detail. This is all found in Jaidev's translation of the Shiva Sutras, page 80. It's in a footnote. Kachari. We're talking about the lake of consciousness, the infinite lake of consciousness. Within this infinite lake of consciousness, Shakti, the movement of the waters under the surface, Shakti takes on the form of unknowingness, hiding her own divinity, her own shivaness, hiding herself within herself. At this level, She's moving within consciousness, so she is called Kachari. This realm is Ka, as in Akasha, meaning consciousness. She swirls within herself, creating a cloudiness. I call it the cloud of unknowingness. It's like the lake is cloudy in its depths. What happens then? When you as an individual look inward, you can't see all the way in. You see only your own mind reflected back at you. Kachari Shakti, also called Kachari Chakra. And if you don't get it yet, that's okay. I'm going through all of them now, and I'll repeat them all again. Gotri, having hidden herself within herself, now she begins to amuse herself with different internal processes. She manifests different internal capabilities, becoming your mind. You're completely able to keep yourself busy, even tied up in knots with your own mind. You don't need anyone else's help. It's Ma that gave you this ability. Thanks. Ma. <laughs> this is Gotri Shakti. It comes from the Sanskrit word go, which indicates movement. Thus, your mind is always moving, powered by divine Shakti. Part of this process is your inner senses, your ability to see inside, to hear, and to think. Mostly, you experience this capacity in dreams that you see things that aren't really there. Similarly, your mind conjures up things that don't exist, like worry, 
like your own interpretations of other people's actions, like your skewed memory of your own past. This is all done by Gotri Shakti, also called Gotri Chakra, meaning your mind spins in on itself. Dictri. So far, we have Ma, divine Shakti, swirling in the depths of the lake, Shiva's own being. She's hiding herself in the waters and entertaining herself. Kachari and Gotri. Now she erupts into external space. Dictri Shakti is her movement into the outer world. She was completely entwined within her own individuality and mind, but now she projects her energies into the outer senses, the ability to see, hear, smell, taste, and feel external objects. The external objects don't exist yet. They come next. As I talk about this, you might be imagining that her expansion into the outer world is like an eruption of water from the depths of the lake shooting into the space above. Yet, technically, the space above the lake is part of the infinity of consciousness, so it's all in the lake. But for the metaphor, we can think of Dictri Shakti as a geyser spurting forth into the space above the lake. Space is the meaning of Dik, giving us the word Dictri. But Chari itself means expression, emission, or eruption. This is divine energy flowing into space, looking for something to connect with. That's what your senses do. I experienced this a few days ago while I was sitting enjoying the fall scenery. My eyes wandered from tree to tree, each one a different shade of yellow and orange and red. Still wandering, my eyes lifted up to the sky and followed a cloud and then another one. My gaze drifted back to the trees and down to the piles of leaves collecting on the earth. Your eyes love to wander even without landing on any one thing. It's because your mind keeps going and going. Go, Shakti. This divine energy that is being your mind propels your mind so much that it projects out into the space around you. Your ears look for sounds. Your nose and tongue look for smells. Your whole body looks for something to feel. Dictri Shakti is the energy of your outer senses, the energy that propels you outward. Bhuchari. The word bhu means earth or location. This is Ma birthing the universe out of her own existence. She has become all the subtle energies swirling in on themselves even erupting outward, and now she coalesces into form. Objects, creatures, people, all of us, all of everything. It's all her, masquerading as being each and every ant, and each and every pebble, and each and every person. So your mind swirls and projects outward through your senses and finds some thing to connect with. 
when you make that connection, your mind stops. And when your mind stops, the inner swirling stops. And you have a momentary glimpse of the deeper reality within. So you love things that stop your mind. Oh, it's such a beautiful view. It is beautiful. And you're able to appreciate the beauty of the view because it stopped your mind. So later, you want to go back there again. Oh, it's such a great scone because it stopped your mind. And later, you'll want to go there again. Oh, they are such great people. Yes. And later, you'll want to go hang out with them again. Of course, the people you meet here are great people. It's because they meditate. They do yoga. And even if they weren't great when they started coming, they become great by the virtue of their practices. Their inner light begins to shine. Yet sometimes the place you've been to before doesn't work for you. You want to have the experience you had before. You want it to stop your mind. But it doesn't always work. When I lived in La Jolla, California, one of my favorite things to do was watch the sunset. I had my favorite bench on a grassy knoll overlooking the beach. And I went there to sit one late afternoon. A guy drove up in his Lamborghini. He got out of his car, stomped past me, stood with his hands on his hips, and glared at the setting sun. <laughs> he stood for a while, and then he began to pace back and forth, right in front of me, completely oblivious to the fact that he was blocking the view for someone else, pacing back and forth. Periodically, he'd stop to stare at the sun almost like he was daring it to change how he felt. He paced for 10 or 15 minutes as the sun went down, crimson or orange colors shining across the horizon, reflected in the sea, and it didn't touch him. He finally stomped back to his car, revved the engine, and peeled rubber as he pulled out. Poor guy. If only he knew how to quiet his mind. He wanted external things to connect to. You probably do too. But they aren't reliable. The people you turn to might not be there. Or they might not be interested in your latest tale of woe. The trees are there, but can you even see them? The dog might be wagging its tail, but sometimes it's not enough. Go tree Shakti keeps your mind going. Diktri Shakti projects it out through your senses and into the world. Bhutri Shakti is Ma's way of becoming everything in the world. And the world is captivating. That's because it's divine. It's Ma being the butterfly. It's Ma being the bird. It's Ma being the traffic in front of you. It's Ma being the flat tire and everything else. 
All existent objects are manifestation of Bhutri Shakti, Ma, in her cosmic dance. And you get lost in the dance. Again. When the answer is inside. Baba said it this way. Just as an ocean may be tranquil, even while holding rocks, mountains, trees, and gigantic creatures in its depths. So the goddess Samviti, universal consciousness, remains serene while holding the cosmos within herself. She holds the cosmos within herself. But herself is yourself. For she has become you. She is being you, O Shiva. When you recognize that you are the one universal, ever-existent consciousness itself, you embrace all that is within you. You are being all, while being beyond all. It all lies within. How do you get there? Well, first of all, there is here. There's no there to get to. You have to get here, inside. You use the term there when you're caught up in butchery shakti, swirling in butchery chakra, spinning as you go from one thing to another, chasing happiness by chasing worldly experiences. So you have to back down. Even just for the time period of a meditation, back down. You reel in your outward flowing senses and Dikchari Shakti begins to flow back into its source. What is the source of your outflowing senses? That's your mind. And your mind is Ma. Your mind is divine consciousness shaped by Gotri Shakti, your inner senses, your memories, desires, fears, your ability to discern and make decisions. It all whirls around inside, and then you say, I'm not meditating. <laughs> How long will your mind swirl? Left to its own devices, it's powered by Ma. Gotri Shakti spins and spins. You need something that slices through and propels you deeper. What is that? Mantra. We're back at the sutra that I started with. Shiva Sutras 1.22. Mahavrada Anusandanan Mantra Virya Anubhavaha. By merging into the infinite lake of consciousness, Mantra's power is known experientially. To tame your wild and crazy mind, you use mantra. This divine phrase carries you through to the next level, deepening inward deeper than your mind. But Ketri Shakti still envelops you in a cloud of unknowingness. Shaktipat is what pierces through. Shaktipat makes Ma arise within you. Now she gets a new name. 
kundalini. The divine shakti, the energy of consciousness itself, pure, unadulterated, undiminished, exalted and free. The power of consciousness arises within to free you from all her binding energies. Jaima! Still, once you've received Shaktipat initiation, you continue to need mantra. Your mind will still want to entwine you in external things. So you use your mind to repeat mantra. If your mind is going to go, have it go towards self. Om Namah Shivaya. I bow to my own divine essence. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Great. At least this is substitution. Your mind is saying something of a much better quality than its usual drivel. But this mantra does much more than mere substitution offers. This mantra is an initiation mantra. It carries the power of consciousness itself. Each time you repeat it, it reaches all the way into the depths of the lake, bringing Ma out of hiding. Your own self is revealed within yourself. This mantra holds the power of revelation. Within a few simple words, Om Namah Shivaya. By using the mantra, you merge into the infinite lake of consciousness. Only then do you understand the power of mantra. How is it that you understand it? You experience it. Thus, you know. Now, I've just interpreted the sutra in two different ways. Let me draw them out for you. Maharade Anusandanan Mantra Virya Anubhavaha. By merging into the infinite lake of consciousness, mantra's power is known experientially. So if I take the sutra front to back, you merge into the infinite lake of consciousness, and you see where the mantra's power comes from. You experience the mantric power as pure consciousness, Shakti, Divine Mother, who is hidden within you. The problem with this meaning is first you have to merge into the infinite lake of consciousness, and then you'll understand the power of mantra. How are you going to get there? To the merging? which actually isn't there, it's here. What will carry you inward all the way in to where you merge into your own self? Mantra! So the sutra is read front to back and back to front. All sutras are like this. Maharada Anusandanan Mantra Virya Anubhavaha. Front to back by merging into the infinite lake of consciousness, mantra's power is known experientially. Back to front. By using the mantra, you experience its power, which merges you into the infinite lake of consciousness. In other words, you use the words of consciousness to get to the power of consciousness, which reveals your nature as consciousness and shows you the power in the words. By using the mantra, you experience its power and merge into the infinite lake of consciousness. And by merging, 
into the infinite lake of consciousness, mantra's power is known experientially. I call this harnessing the divine power, the power of consciousness hidden in words. All you have to do is use the right words, Om Namah Shivaya. I honor my own self. And in the process, you are not only honoring your own self, you are honoring Shiva. You are honoring Shakti. You are honoring Ma. Happy Diwali. Jai Ma. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah.